Welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast. This is Tara. Hi, this is EJ. I want to begin today by uh, having a gratitude for uh, for Tara. We, for me? Yeah, okay. we, this is something we do with our couples. We encourage them to, to daily say something they really appreciate about their partner, something in general or something very specific. And This morning, alarm went off at five. That's like our time. That, Four forty-five. Yeah, that we, that we wake up, and uh, and I was just dragging. There is no way I would have got out of bed this morning and had my cup of coffee and went for a run. And Tara pushed me. She flipped on that darn light, and I uh, I didn't necessarily love that, but. She came over to my side of the bed even. She didn't just like sort of, you know, jostle me and force me, but came over and just said, look, honey, you're going to feel a lot better if you yes. do this. And It wasn't about me. I knew, I know that your mood is better and your energy is better if you wake up early and go on your run. So. Yeah. So thank she, you. so I'm going to thank you, thank you Tara, for, for <laughs> getting me up and getting me out because I feel a heck of a lot better now because so of it. I'm I appreciate your support. Yes. Yeah. If it's 4.45 and I don't want to get out of bed, don't do the same for me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Believe me, I know that. I know All that. right. So today we're getting into our part two of Safe and Sound. Um, it's a three-series podcast on emotional safety, what it is, how to build it, and how to um, – and even like our part three is going to be specific examples um, of, you know, how, what tools that can happen – Wait, what tools we use that can build it? Um, yeah, yeah. But let's focus on part two right now. Well, let's real quick. Let's just oh, just sorry. if you happen to pick and pick this podcast up today and you didn't listen to the first one, um, emotional safety. It's it's the ability to be honest and vulnerable in your relationship, and uh, and and what it looks like when we are when we do have emotional safety is we support each other when we're struggling. We're respectful of one another. It's okay to have shared emotional experiences, both positive and negative. We're attuned to each other. We're, we're able to really like listen and be non-reactive. Mm -hmm. um, we listen, we understand, we yeah. validate, and it creates a ton of confidence in our relationship. Builds resilience. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's kind of like, why is it worth going through all of that? Like, shouldn't it just exist? It doesn't though. It really doesn't. And, you know, I, I know like the, my why, you know, why it's important because I want to spend the rest of my life being able to be me and not defend myself against my partner. And I want my partner to feel like he's my greatest source of support instead of an obstacle. And then I also want to like model that emotional safety within our family unit with our kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we're not just making a, a safe emotional space for uh, for each other, but it, but in the end, we're making it for for our whole family, our whole house. Right. And so the, there, there, it is important to also acknowledge and understand why emotional safety is is difficult to establish and maintain. Yeah. Right? So there's, there's a few big ones. Yeah. And we'll, you know, we'll briefly go through them. But again, if you guys have questions or concerns, you can always um, me message us. Um, but so insecurity, maybe one partner is insecure and maybe more of like a people pleasing person and kind of avoids conflict and kind of loves out of fear and afraid of being left. Yeah. That's gonna, that's gonna have an impact 
right? On, on being honest and, and even knowing and being okay asserting your needs in the relationship. Yeah, insecurity, like personal insecurity and insecurity within the relationship make it really difficult to be open and honest and be vulnerable. So, mm-hmm. that, so yeah, that's a big obstacle, insecurity. Another another big one, and we go through a lot of this on our podcast. I can't remember which number it was, but it's faulty wiring. But if we didn't have secure attachments growing up where we were able to have, you know, modeled in our environment healthy emotion regulation, healthy conflict resolution, like it feels foreign to us. Yeah. 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 And secure secure attachment is is just this idea that you can that you can have a need that you can express a need that your partner is going to listen to it that they're going to that they're going to help that they're going to meet that need no they're going to respond to it yeah and yeah. so if you didn't if you had you know if you did not have secure attachments growing up and it was kind of chaotic it's it's kind of like what does that even mean right yeah. and so um, past toxic relationships if you have been burned in the past through other relationships it's going to it's going to feel really difficult to be vulnerable and open up your heart. Yeah, and and when you said when we, when I when you said past relationships, I thought like all relationships, not just necessarily romantic relationships, but if you've just had a series of relationships in your past that are unsatisfying, that aren't respectful, that that can, you know even verged on on abusive. Mm-hmm. Man, that is that those are hard things to overcome, and you have to acknowledge that 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 all of those past relationships, they affect your current relationship. Mm-hmm, for sure. Another reason why emotional safety can be difficult to establish or maintain is if there's some codependency issues in the relationship where one partner is enabling another partner and the system is dysfunctional. So it's going to be really hard to even see like clear boundaries yeah. of sense of self and you know, yeah, I, the, healthy wellness. I mean, and, and so just to kind of play the opposite side of, of codependence is is what we're gaming for and what's going to provide that emotional safety is healthy interdependence, meaning that you are you are an independent being that chooses to be, you know, interwoven with your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't you don't you know, you don't have to have them. You, you choose to have them. exactly exactly. Yeah. Uh, lastly, and I'm sure there's just many other <laughs> variety of reasons why emotional safety is difficult, but you know, if you have a partner or both of you struggle with some mental health issues or substance abuse, addiction issues, it's going to be really hard to, I guess, have clear mind or clarity around, you know, emotional safety. I mean, if you're not feeling well internally, how can you expect, you know, your partnership? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a. Uh, I mean, one thing about mental health issues and addictions is is they, you know, they really cloud our perceptions, and it's hard to get a sense of what's you know what's even reality when you're suffering deeply like that. And and definitely, if one or both of you guys struggle with some with some mental health issues, it is going to be incredibly important to get yes. to get outside support and this is something we try to always do in this podcast is also encourage. really encourage people to get to get support from a couple's counselor or individual counselor yeah. 
Um, a really great resource for that if you know whatever market you're in is psychology today is is a great resource to find a a registry of of all of the uh, you know mental health providers around you. A great clinician is going to know how to first of all create that emotional safety in the therapeutic environment and then it kind of starts to generalize outside so we do encourage that if you feel like you know this is beyond ourselves at this point. All right, so we so you know we're continuing with this three-part series, safe and sound, about emotional safety, um, and now I think it's this is a great opportunity to talk about like how do we begin to develop, to develop yep. that emotional safety within our relationship. Well, I think the the one of the first things at an individual level is understanding your own defense mechanisms um, mm-hmm. and the way we protect ourselves yeah. from pain, rejection, hurt. Yeah, yeah. It's really important to know like the ways in which you defend yourself, the way you put your walls up, the way you keep yourself individually safe, which oftentimes sort of... Uh, depletes emotional safety within your relationship is is you got to know yourself you got to know how are the ways that you that you insulate yourself from from being vulnerable because the more you're aware of it the more you can change it and also let your partner know listen this is what happens yeah um so whether it's you know there's a lot of different ways we protect ourselves whether it's avoidance you know just stay away from it when i see you with that look in your eye i am going to the other room see ya yeah yeah sarcasm sarcasm is used often um to push people back right it's a it's it's a way to like say something in a not kind way and not direct way Mm -hmm. Um, and and definitely you know if, if i come at you with sarcasm in a challenging moment you know, ch- chances are you're you're gonna recoil. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're not gonna lower your guards. Another defense mechanism we have um, blaming. Right, I, I'm not gonna feel this uncomfortable feeling that's stirring inside of me. So I am gonna blame you yeah. for making me feel this way. Yeah. Or I'm gonna. How about this? And this is oh god, this can be so infuriating in a relationship. Is projecting. If I'm come home and I'm in a bad mood. And, and I, and, and the minute you like say anything to me, I'm like, what's your problem? Why are you upset? And I'm throwing my mood upon you. I mean, that's like destabilizing right away. It's like, you know, cause then you're like, what the heck are you talking about? I was just in a great mood like two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And now you're like making me feel like I'm in, wait a minute, you're in a bad, it's, it's confusing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this kind of goes along with avoidance, but emotional withdrawal it almost like it almost looks like you're numb, yeah. right? Feelings of numbness, you know, and, and that's like your body's way of telling you, like, I have a hard time being with uncomfortable emotions, so my body just numbs out. What is that? Why does it do that? Yeah, and a cousin. Another one is a, a way that we defend ourselves. It's a sort of a cousin of uh, of sarcasm. Is just aggressive communication, using our tone to push back, mm-hmm. using, you know, curse words, name calling. Is that kind like, of like contempt or is that a little different? I mean, I think it's a way to express your contempt for right, sure is through true. really aggressive communication. Um, mm-hmm. And this is another great, I love like the buzzwords in psychology. Uh, passive aggressive communication is another yeah. like really, you know, big problem. No, I'm, I'm totally fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell that there's more to that. Um, okay, so those are just some of the defense mechanisms yeah. so, we use, and it's 
Oh, go ahead. Well, the the what's important about this because what we're talking is is how do we develop emotional safety? It's it's knowing what your defense mechanism is. And it's, yeah. it's like if something gets scary, gets uncomfortable, knowing like, man, I avoid or I blame or I project and knowing like, oh, okay, wait a minute. This is an obstacle. Like I'm not right now increasing the emotional safety. In fact, what I'm doing right now is I'm depleting it. So, so in order to deal with that, you know, in order to, so we identify like, okay, I have certain mechanisms that I use to defend myself. I'm going to become aware of them. But in order to, to hack them, to get around them, we got to understand why, why we why we developed them in the first place, right? I mean, and that's when you just, you know, you try to go back and really explore like your timeline, your family history. I mean, maybe, you know, you were born with a sensitive temperament, right? And you didn't like when your parents fought. So when your parents were fighting, like your way of kind of protecting yourself was by tuning out, AKA also known as numbing. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways reasons why we develop these unhealthy systems of coping. Yeah. Um, but the more you can understand it and make sense of it, you know, what did your parents model when they were regulating their own emotions? Did they medicate? Did they become aggressive? Yeah. Did they not talk about emotions at all yeah. unless it was just the good ones? Yeah. Well, and, and, and the beauty of, of, uh, of starting to really, really make it a conscious effort to increase the safety within your relationship is, is noticing the ways in which you deplete from it and then communicating about it is, is like a huge step in, in, in making it happen. Because if, 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 if something happens and I, and I come home and I'm in a mm -hmm. bad place and I notice my defense mechanism, which is, um, which is avoiding, like I yes. walk in the door and I just try not to make eye contact. Then I notice I'm doing it. And then I say, Tara, I'm totally noticing that like, you know, I'm just like, I'm avoiding interacting with you and I'm, and I'm so sorry. And I, and I'm, and I'm thinking a little bit about it and man, my parents, like, they avoided, um, you know, they avoided everything. Um, and, you know, and then I tell you about that, then that's, that's amazing, you know, because then, because then in, in that process, I just let down my guards. Yeah. You know, I just, and I have a better understanding of what just happened. So yeah, I don't have you're to not wondering reactive. like, why is he bouncing around from room to room? Not talking to me. Like he took, I just took a step to be vulnerable with mm -hmm. you in in exploring myself right i mean early on in our relationship i'm i'm pretty conflict avoidant um so i kind of my, my way was more distracting um and i realized obviously that wasn't healthy but you know growing up there was so much chaos and you know i just am super sensitive to that kind of stuff so i would go outside i'd play with friends i'd wait until everything settled and i kind of would do that in the beginning stages of our relationship and obviously in many prior relationships. And once I understood why, you know, I'm pretty sensitive. I get overstimulated easily. Um, so of course I distract from it, but that's not helping me in our relationship. And so the more I was able to understand it, communicate it with you, you understand why, right? I, I tend to distract. And if you tell, so if you talk about it, then I have the opportunity to also notice when you're not noticing. 
Yeah. You know, I, if you've told me like, gosh, like I just like distract myself in vulnerable moments, but I want to be vulnerable with you, EJ. And then I notice, wow, Tara's like, you know, totally distracting. She's like cleaning the crevice in our, in our kitchen table <laughs> for like the fourth time this week. Yes. Like I can say like, Hey honey, mm-hmm. I know, I notice you seem to be a little uncomfortable with something. Can you tell me what, you know, what's going on? And, you know, I, I think another thing in, in understanding how to create emotional safety of um, noticing when, when ourselves or our partner is, is struggling is, is pretty much whenever we notice ourselves or our partner in, in one of those three states of fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. Like one of those three things is generally going on when we're in a reactive state and when we're putting up our old walls because we don't feel safe, you know? And if you can support each other, you know, by taking that vulnerable step of supporting each other and noticing it when they arise, like it doesn't hijack you. Yeah. You know, you're able to say like, hold on, I know exactly what's happening. Um, And one of the, I mean, one of the biggest things is because this is more of like a brain training. When you start to get, you know, really defensive and protect yourself from your partner, your brain sends signals, right? Danger, danger. This person is danger, right? And you do not want to train your brain to that your partner is is dangerous. And so again, knowing, being able to be accountable and aware of what's happening when you do go into flight, fight, or freeze, you're you're, you know, you're saying to yourself, like, this is safe. My partner loves me. I am really reactive, but he's going to support me through this. I mean, your brain sends completely different signals then. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, like, an overarching way to, uh, to, to create that emotional safety in your relationship is on a daily basis setting the intention of, I'm going to be empathetic with my partner. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be present for their emotions I'm going to be tolerant. I'm going to actually like sit there and experience it with them because because if if that's the case, if if even if you're mad at me or even if you're mm-hmm. frustrated with me, if I still am able to like settle into that place of of reminding myself, okay, this morning I told myself, even if we have a hard time today, like I'm still going to listen. Mm. You know, I'm I'm going to I'm going to always run these these you know filters no these these challenging moments through the through the idea that my partner is suffering yeah that they're not trying to hurt me but that they're deeply suffering Mm -hmm. and if i can open my heart this is another thing tara talks about often in our in our in our couple sessions is like if i can keep my heart open with my partner man we we're gonna have a completely different experience yeah but again it takes it takes a lot of individual introspection to keep your heart open in moments where it just wants to protect itself yeah but again it's important right we do not want our brain sending signals that our partner is dangerous no yeah um so do you want to kind of recap yeah i mean i mean you know again we're working this whole series is about making sure people understand the concept of emotional safety its ability to be honest and vulnerable with our partner um we we really identified that that one of the one of the ways to 
to cultivate emotional safety is to be really aware of your own defense mechanisms, to be aware of them, to notice them, and then communicate them to our partner. Let our partner know what is happening. And then on the flip side, it's our partner being empathetic to, on the moments where we do communicate it and the moments where we do not communicate yeah, it. Sometimes. Almost more important, right? Sometimes my, we need our partners to help us get there. Yeah, I got to find, you know, if we're in a moment where where you're having a reaction that it feels like I want to get mad at you about it, mm-hmm. I got to I gotta like turn up my empathy in that moment and go like, hey, something is going on. How do I get really kind and curious in this moment? How do I stop and say, T, you know, can you tell me a little bit more about what's going on for you? Yeah. yeah. Question really quickly. I guess yeah. this would be... What if you're both really triggered in the same situation? Wow. What do you do? I mean... That one's for you, babe. Well, well, one thing that we, um, that, that we coach our, our couples a lot about is having some sort of a safety word, you know, because sometimes you can't talk your way through those moments mm-hmm. when, when you're both activated. But what you can do, ours is... Burnt toast. Burnt toast. <laughs> you, what you can do is you can have a, a system ready to go that if Tara says burnt toast, it means we got to pause. That nothing is going to go, yeah, go well. That, that we're going <laughs> to step apart. We're going to take a couple breaths, maybe five minutes, maybe maybe 20. Mm-hmm. Here's the other part. We're going to come back together. And, and in that time we're taking, we're going to try to reboot. We're not going to try to like rethink like why she's wrong and I'm right. Instead, we're both going to come back with an idea of like, I'm really going to listen to the other person. So I think creating a safety word that means we're taking a second, we're coming apart, we're, mm-hmm. we're letting our heart rates slow down a little bit, and then we're coming back together with the intention of being empathetic and really listening to each other, yeah. I, th- I think that's your best solution in that moment. Mm-hmm. And our, our part three series is going to be all about tools to help you guys build emotional safety in difficult moments. So make sure you tune into that. Yeah. So let's do our uh, our social media questions. Social media questions. I'll do Instagram first. Again, our Instagram is at he said, she said couples. And the question is how to help your spouse if they are dealing with depression. Okay, that's a great question. Um, I think if you, if you know, if you have a concern that your spouse is, you know, moderately depressed and feels, you know, like I, I would definitely go get an assessment from a, a clinician yeah. to explore: is it clinical depression? Is it situational depression? I mean, we can't depend on our partners to get us out of something that they might not quite understand. Yeah, we have, we have to find, you know, back to that word empathy. I mean, we have to find an empathetic way to have what to might be a difficult them. conversation because, you know, one thing that people maybe be, might struggle with when they're in that place of maybe high anxiety or high depression is feeling really judged and feeling like something's wrong with them and and that we want to like just like send them off to somebody else to fix them. Mm-hmm. And I think if we come from a from a caring um, loving yeah, caring place. you know, open-hearted place of of gosh, I you know, I care for you so much and I know what your bright beautiful spirit looks like and it seems like you're really struggling. Yeah. Um how can I support you? Mm-hmm. 
or and are you willing to accept some some suggestions? I mean, and if you do have a, a partner that's maybe resistant or kind of in denial, I mean, go get some individual counseling for yourself. Yourself, and kind that of is so smart, Tara. So yeah. Listen, I have these concerns, but my partner is definitely like not wanting to hear them, and you know, help you know get some feedback from yeah, a professional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, and I will do the a question from Facebook which is at he said, she said counseling. Again, anybody that would love to send that, we'd love you to send us any questions or any topics that you'd like us to discuss on Instagram. It's at he said, she said couples at Facebook. It's at he said, she said counseling. Our Facebook question is, can you give more details on when sparks fly? Oh yeah, absolutely. This, they saw our, our, our Facebook ad. We have some ads out there. Uh, um, this is, this is like so exciting for me because so it's we're you know we're really trying to get out into the community on preventative measures right how you avoid couples counseling during a crisis and you build resiliency early on in the relationship and so we are starting this group it's an eight-week group um the max is eight couples it's two hours weekly and it's for newlyweds or newly committed individuals or, or premarital, early, premarital yeah. early in your relationship and it's an eight-week course we're going to offer starting in September of 2019. Yeah, and it's just all about hey, how do we how do we build a solid foundation? How do we establish healthy relationship habits very early on? Yeah, I mean we work together as a group. There's a lot of breakout sessions. We have a workbook for everyone. There's you know weekly assignments that you guys we encourage you to do outside of the group and we're just we're really excited yeah. we're going to be offering them throughout the year too so please you know please reach out to us uh at uh let's see he said she said counseling at gmail.com if you have any questions about that but, okay uh, yeah yeah well, thanks thank for you. listening today yeah, thanks it was great great podcast please uh Please subscribe to us on Spotify or um, or I Apple Podcasts. Please please uh, you know share our podcast or, or give us a rating. Uh, we'd love any feedback you got. Feedback or just ideas on like podcasts you want to hear. Yeah, topics you want to talk about. Yeah, have a great day. Give yeah. your uh, give your partner some some big love and uh, yeah. I'll see you next time for part three of our um, Safe and Sound series. Bye bye. Uh, Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at when you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.